Hey, yo, what's popping to you out there? You the person listening to this, watching this on the YouTube video. I hope you're having a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Tuesday. We got six games on a Tuesday for you to break down right now, smack you around with, give you the information that you need, give you the information that you want to win them dollar rupees. The game gets canceled last night. And round of applause to all the sites. Superdraft, right, the sponsor of the show, the hoodie on right now, very comfortable. Shout out Superdraft for being the first one to step to the plate and say, nah, nah, nah. These games are getting canceled. This game is getting canceled, right, for potential COVID reasons. The Denver Nuggets game with Detroit. Don't worry. We're going to slap you back. We're going to give you any money back that potentially you would have lost because that game will make sure that no matter what tonight, if you have players from that game in your lineup, you are not, you are not going to be the one sitting there with the bag at the end of the day getting arrested with the getaway car running away. And then DraftKings followed suit. And then FanDuel, you have to give them credit as well. They came through as well and gave some refunds. So everybody's happy, at, le- at least for that regard. And usually the DFS sites in this regard are going to be good with that. They were good with that to start COVID. They've been good with that in the past. Whenever their sites have been down, they know that they have a loyal customer base. They know that they also have some other competition in the space where you can always go to Superdraft rising up some other spots. So it is a good business move to one, give people money back when something unexpected comes up that they're playing on your site for, right? And just two, for PR and your own business future, also a pretty good move. So everybody can be happy for that. We're going to go through like we usually do. You can see there's only one name on the screen, but don't worry, there's going to be more. We're going to be scrolling down. So I'm going to try a new thing here on the channel if you're watching the video version the podcast nothing changes for you but we're going to be scrolling down the injury and status dashboard we're going to be scrolling down the early interest just so they come through one at a time keep you on the edge of your seat trying to add some suspense to this movie that we'd be watching right here right now hope you all having a lovely Tuesday. Like, subscribe, do those things. We can talk about Superdraft in a second. Superdraft yesterday, again, the contest only fell around 80% or so, and it was their biggest contest ever. So shout out to them. And now they're running their second biggest contest ever. So I think this is what we're getting now. I think Superdraft has come to the point where they made a killing and maybe they've just grown a lot. And now the NFL's done. They got to put that money somewhere. They can't be putting up their weekly big NFL contest. They got to be putting that money somewhere. So $12,000 first contest. We can talk about Superdraft as we go through this video as well. But as always, it is the best spot to be playing right now because like I said yesterday on the live stream, look, if a contest like yesterday it feels like 80 84 85 percent whatever it was if a contest on DraftKings you knew that 15 percent so if you're playing in a hundred or a thousand person contest let's just say a hundred you're playing in a hundred person contest and you know that 15 of those lineups are just gonna put all zeros in why would you not play in that contest first why would you not go to that one right instead of the one where it's gonna be 99 to 100 percent full and that's what happened yesterday that's what happens for three days straight now these contests for now I think four or five days since I've been tracking their bigger contests on basketball since the NFL has ended Five days straight have not filled over 80, like five or 86 percent, and most of them are right around 81 or 82 percent. So that's just the best contest that you should be starting your day off with. So hopefully, if you have the ability to play, you're in a state that it's legal, which is in the majority of the states. Well, check it out down below. Use the code Sal. You get a free money bonus up to $50 Ruskies. I don't know why it's not the first place you're playing if you're legal and able to. Uh, it's just the best contest for contest selection when that many people are putting straight zeros in their lineup. Well, it's at least the equivalent to that because the contest is not filling, and those guys, those lineups are just all going to be counting as zeros or those empty spaces, basically virtually count as if somebody put all zeros in their lineup so let's crack down into a six game slate where there is a decent amount of news apparently detroit's going to be playing today apparently the nuggets game it was just a they were just trying to be safe right they were trying to be safe and and you can't really blame them for that if that ends up spreading to another team and then nobody's really taking any types of protocols for another day now it's spread to four teams now your four teams done you have to wait for that to make up at the end of the year and you never know you don't want this widespread stuff happening so it makes sense you know just play with precaution if it keeps the season going and to this point we really haven't had any major outbreaks i would say in like a week now right for teams the whole entire team missing 
interesting. So that's good to see. Like a week seems like a long time, but that's very good to see. So we can start with the injury and status dashboard right now. As always, we'll go into the early interest, which are powered by my projections and rankings that you can find and follow along with down below on Patreon. Marcus Smart, he's going to be out for at least, they're saying around two to three weeks. They didn't seem too confident in that, but he's going to be out today. Look, with him going to be out, what is that going to be changing? Well, Peyton Pritchard would be probably the guy who benefits the most, except he's still out too, unless we get news today that he's going to be back, which I'm not expecting. So you're going to be seeing a couple things here. Outside of Peyton Pritchard, who again is probably not going to be playing today, he's likely out. Then you probably see Jeff Teague, who is the second most guard minutes, not counting Jason Tatum, because he's just playing big minutes anyways. Jeff Teague has played 162 minutes without Marcus Smart this year. He's averaging 0.79 fantasy points a minute, but they have so many guards. They have Javante Green. They have a rookie, Aaron Naismith. They have Tremont Waters. They have Carson Edwards. They have so many guards in this team that they can slide into, if not the starting rotation, just the rotation at some point to kind of take over for Marcus Smart's minutes. They can push down guys at different positions to start a guy like Semi Ojale or maybe a Grant Williams. So they can really do a lot of things with this lineup because they have a lot of versatile players here. So yes, Jeff Teague stands like looks like a guy who stands to benefit from this. And okay, maybe now Teague starts to actually play mid-20s, upper-20s in minutes for Marcus Smart, who's been averaging over 32 minutes per game this year. Now, it's not to the extent or the comfortability where I say, okay, yep, Jeff Teague's going to be that guy because of so many guards. So I don't really think anybody stands to benefit all that much here. Kemba maybe gets a little bit more run on the ball, but that's not going to change all that much. So Teague looks like the obvious name, quote-unquote obvious, but there's too many guys for it to really be anything that you feel secure about. So now we go to Golden State, and it's going to be Mr. James Wiseman that's going to be missing at least 7 to 10 days. And this is pretty big news because Wiseman's minutes have been coming up, right? You're getting him to now average on the season 21 minutes per game. You're getting him to pretty frequently play 23, 24 minutes a game. And this is big because they don't have Marquise Chris. They now don't have James Wiseman. Their centers are Kevon Looney. And yes, Draymond's going to have to play some center now because Kevon Looney is, again, the only standard traditional center on this team. And he's not going to play 48 minutes tonight. So Kevon Looney's minutes go up to, let's say, 28. That's great. Draymond's going to have to play 20 minutes to center. Whereas in the past, it was basically Kevon Looney backing up James Wiseman. Maybe maybe Draymond plays like six minutes of center, seven minutes of center. So this is pretty big news for Draymond. This is obviously big news for Kevon Looney, assuming that Kevon Looney starts at center. And if Kevon Looney doesn't start at center, it's massive news for Draymond because then he's starting at center. With James Wiseman off the court so far this season, you're seeing Draymond Green average 0.85 fantasy points per minute. You're seeing him have a 29% assist percentage and a 13% defense or rebounding rate. Now that's nothing crazy. That might only be like 10 minutes a game that they're not on the court together. But Kevon Looney is averaging a 19.6% rebounding rate and that leads this team. This team cannot rebound for anything. So James Wiseman being out, assuming Kevon Looney starts, looks good for him and it's going to be looking very good for a cheap Draymond Green. Pat Beverly still remains out for the Clippers. Look, he's not a high usage player. He gets the minutes, right? Averaging 25 to 26 minutes per game. He had dealt with a little bit of an injury. So with Pat Beverly out, I'm not really expecting too much to change here. You're just going to continue to probably see a guy in Reggie Jackson, see a little bit more increase run. Luke Kennard seeing a little bit more increase run. Maybe Lou Williams, but none of it's really going to make me the appeal to these players because Kawhi is back and also Paul George is back playing their standard minutes. And then also with the Clippers, you'll have Nicholas Batum questionable with the groin. Well, if he's in, nothing really changes. If he's out without now, yeah, Pat Beverly's out. Nicholas Batum is out playing over 29 minutes per game so far this season. He's not a high usage player. So far this season, Nicholas Batum is averaging right now a 12.7% usage rate in 0.82 fantasy points a minute. And you can arguably say that he's playing over his head. So he's not the greatest of players. But if Nicholas Batum was to miss, that's when you see Luke Kennard's minutes start to spike upwards a good amount more. That's when you see Marcus Morris' minutes start to spike upwards a little bit more. Maybe we can start getting some value from this team, but they're still kind of overpriced or at least a price at their upper range as if Kawhi and Paul George. They have prices haven't settled back all the way down yet. So even with these guys, even if Batum was to miss, it's really tough to want to get there. We can attack some of the guys from Memphis now. These guys missed yesterday, right? The front end of the back-to-back. And that game blew out. So Joe Val, I just have these guys as questionable for health. I, they might lean more towards downfall. Again, they missed yesterday's game. I don't know if they'll get cleared for today. That's kind of just up in the air at this point. We don't know if they actually have COVID, if they're just close contacts from the reports that I've seen. So they missed the front end of the back-to-back. Joe Val, that game blew all the way out yesterday. So you really can't take a lot from that game. There's some things that we can pick and parse through, but you can't take a lot, right? They ended up winning by 31 points against San Antonio. Memphis did yesterday. It's pretty easy to see that there was a blowout run in there because John Morant only played 
played 21.6 minutes, right? Ends up leaving very early in the fourth quarter. And then you get a lot of guys playing and closing in blowout run. You get Gorgie Dang and DeAnthony Melton leading the blowout team with John Concord and Desmond Beam and Tyus Jones. All those guys closed out the game. So yes, DeAnthony Melton did play decent minutes. He played 13 minutes in the first half and he ended up playing 26. That's including closing out the game and blowout run. So he might've only actually played in that game 22 or 24 minutes if the game didn't blow out. But you have to track Grayson Allen because if Grayson Allen comes back, a guy who's averaging like 20 minutes per game this year, it's really going to crush a couple of guys. It'll take definitely away from Desmond Beam, but it's definitely going to also be taking away from Xavier Tillman and DeAnthony Melton. If all those guys start to lose, let's just say four to five to six minutes, now you're getting out of Tilton and Melton 18 to 20 minutes, and that's not enough at their new and increased price points to get you there. So Grayson Allen's status is going to matter. Joe Val's status will matter as well, obviously, because Brandon Clark yesterday finally came back to life. The Brandon Clark of old, if you will. Brandon Clark only played like 22 minutes before the blowout ensued, 22.1. He doesn't play the final 14 minutes in that game, and he still gets you there with over 32 fantasy points. He still was good enough for you, right? So the old Brandon Clark of last year came out finally, and now we can kind of just jump right back on that at the same price point for a guy who people are going to say, ah, you know, he just got people there yesterday. Okay, well, he probably missed out in that game easily on six minutes and probably on eight minutes or so. He was online to play around 28 to 29 minutes based on his first half run. He played about 14 minutes in the first half. So those are some things to keep in mind. The game got wonky. In a game where you see Tyus Jones drop 40 points and play 28 minutes, you got to look a little bit closer into it because Tyus Jones was able to play like an extra eight minutes at the end of the game because of the blowout. So keep an eye on those guys. If Grayson Allen is in, it hurts all the guards. If Joe Val is in, it obviously is going to hurt both a Brandon Clark and also a Gorgie Dang, who Gorgie Dang, again, he's somebody else that's hard to read right now. He's playing bigger minutes in the first half. In the first half yesterday, Gorgie Dang played about 12 to 12 and a half minutes again, just like he did a couple of games ago, but then he got to close close out the blowout. I don't know if Gorgie Dang's actually in the closeout run. If he's not in the closeout run, Gorgie Dang, who played yesterday 24.2 minutes, you can only really start to project him for like 18 minutes, right? Because then he wasn't going to get any fourth quarter run if the game didn't blow out. So I think these back-to-back performances from Gorgie Dang, although appealing and good with Joe Val out, I think they're kind of fluky. I don't think I can project Gorgie Dang for 22 to 24 minutes. I think 18 to 20 minutes makes more sense. And yes, he's going to get you there if the game blows out. But if not, you have to hope that he gets you there in 18 minutes of play. And if he's now going to start to pick up ownership, I can easily get away from it. Aaron Gordon out four to six weeks. That's going to be some pretty big news. Aaron Gordon's so far this season has played 552 minutes. He's been about a 1.1 fantasy point per minute producer. That's second on this team, only behind Nikola Vucevic. He's been very good. His usage rate's been at about 24%. Now you take Aaron Gordon off the court and you just get a bunch of these scrubs coming in, right? More Gary Clark, more Dwayne Bacon. I mean, Ken Birch, who's been playing decent, probably picks up a couple extra minutes and that's good to see. So Ken Birch is actually a viable value play, but I don't want to be playing Gary Clark. I don't want to be playing James Ennis and these other guys who are going to pick up more minutes in the rotation. So what it really does is make my rebounding rate for Vooch, which is 30% with Aaron Gordon off the court. Vooch, who goes from a one point three six fantasy point per minute producer to a 1.4 fantasy point per minute producer with Aaron Gordon. It increases Vooch, who's at a, uh, I don't even know, baffling low price point. DraftKings messed up a lot of pricing today. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they're trying to make up for that game getting canceled for whatever reason yesterday, but obviously they're not. But their pricing is low on so many guys, so many guys. All the Utah guys, it seems like to be low, all the studs on that team. The entire team, it seems like for Orlando, especially Vooch, very low. I mean, they got Vooch priced as if he's like a, a mid-range power forward when he's one of the stud centers so far this year at 8,200. So yes, Aaron Gordon being out, mainly for me, it's going to be helping Vooch. I think you're going to be seeing it help from a usage standpoint. Cole Anthony had a decent price point. His usage spikes, he averaged 0.93 fantasy points per minute with no Aaron Gordon on the court this season. And then, yeah, all these other guys like Gary Clark, who averages 0.55 fantasy points per minute. Dwayne Bacon, who averages 0.6. I don't really want to play these guys anyways. So Ken Birch, slight bump up. 
Ken Birch averages 0.87 fantasy points a minute and a 17% rebounding rate in 278 minutes. That is 278 minutes without Aaron Gordon on the court. So that's the big news there from Orlando. That's probably some of the bigger news on the slate right now. Derek Jones missed the last game, the front end of the back-to-back. He's questionable. It was a blowout, so it's hard to really see where those minutes were going. Probably to Rodney Hood, probably to Gary Trent. And then Toronto, we know that we don't have or likely not going to have OG Ananobi. What the coach said was he could miss a week, and that was at their last game. So if he could miss a week, that means that he's probably highly doubtful for this game. He's probably just right around doubtful for the next game and then questionable for three games from now. So it's not official yet, but he's probably not going to play. If he doesn't play, you continue to see Terrence Davis, who's now priced up to 4K, see some run. Norman Powell, who's questionable. He also missed that last game. You have to track his status because if he's out, well, then you're going to be having Watanabe probably see right around 18 minutes again. Stanley Johnson is going to be starting to see some minutes as well. You can keep going down in the rotation. It obviously helps DeAndre Bemery as well, but these guard rotations. So those guys will all see in like the mid-teens, nothing, especially with price points coming up, nothing that's going to be too appealing. If Norman Powell is back at 6,400, he's at least some in place since there's no OG and he'd have to be forced into like 30 to 32 plus minutes today. We now move our way into the early interest and we shall scroll down like we go in the same exact way. So hit that like for me, hit that big subscribe button and let me know what other content you'd like to see on this channel, whether it's in the DFS space, whether it's in a totally different space that you think that you would enjoy watching for me. I'm trying to experiment and innovate in this next month or two. We're going to be having the PGA video coming out today, Tuesday. We're going to continue to have NBA shows and NBA live streams at four. Some people don't know that. So hit that notification bell so you know when we're doing those. The MMA show will be coming out on Thursday morning as well. NFL Super Bowl content. I had some questions. It's going to start Wednesday. So if you're watching this on Tuesday, which you should be for the Tuesday slate, it's going to be coming out tomorrow. The preview video, Friday, the final thoughts video, Sunday, a live stream. We might do with that one, dude. It's a Super Bowl. So we might only like hit on one or two guys that we can talk about that we think are going a little bit untalked about or under noticed, underappreciated men, if you will. So we might be doing that on Saturday. But yes, let me know. I'm going to be experimenting with some content, especially on my Twitter, uh, probably starting next week after the Super Bowl, prepping some stuff this week. So let me know. I'm excited to innovate. Let's start with Kavan Looney. So Kavan Looney right now in the season, he's playing basically a lot of his minutes, all of his minutes with James Wiseman off the court. So his rates really aren't going to change that much. He's a 0.85 fantasy point per minute producer either way. Now you're just looking at bigger minutes. Now you're just looking at Kavan Looney, who's been starting the last couple of games, but then you're getting James Wiseman being a much better fantasy point per minute producer, like over 1.1 off the bench fantasy points per minute so far this year. So you're basically looking and hoping that Kavan Looney, when he's playing with Wiseman when Wiseman has been active. Okay, maybe he's going to get 16. Maybe, maybe you get 18 minutes out of him. He's basically been playing like 14 minutes per game. Now, last game, he plays 23 minutes, right? He scores 23 and a half fantasy points. If you can project Kevon Looney in this game to play, let's just say 26 to 28 minutes, obviously at this price point of $3,400, he should be chalky. There's nobody left at center unless you're going to go with the small ball lineup of Draymond, which I think they're going to be forced to do because Kevon Looney's not going to play 48 minutes. So speaking of which, Draymond Green for me today, yes, is going to be a play. Draymond Green, we've been just trying to get him to like 30 minutes of play. He's now pricing the four. 4K range at $4,900. His minutes in the last couple of games, 30, 30, 25 in a blowout against Phoenix. So he lost some run there and 28 in a blowout against Detroit. I think that they want to play Draymond 30 minutes. I think that now he's going to have to play because there's no centers and no backup centers. Some backup center and probably take on 32 to 34 minutes of play. And at $4,900 with now increased usage because of increased rebounding rates, easier true shooting percentage and effective field goal rate, shooting closer to the basket, more blocks upside. He's still a great assists guy from under the basket wherever he's on the court. Yes, this looks really good for Draymond. Draymond's probably, I mean, arguably a thousand dollars too cheap if this new role is going to include instead of six to eight minutes of center minutes now like 15 minutes of center minutes to up to 20 minutes of center minutes, right? So Draymond highly in play for me. We do see Draymond's rates change when there is no James Wiseman off the court. Draymond averages 0.83 fantasy points per minute and just a 15% rebounding rate when James Wiseman is on the court next to him. And this is when Draymond is still playing power forward. Then Kevon Looney comes on. So it's not like his rebound rate is going to spike up. There's still a center on the court, but I expect to see Draymond's point per minute production go up and rebounding rate go up now with the no being James Wiseman out there. We can now move over to Indy, which is Indy is another one of these teams, right? I mentioned it about Orlando, their whole team being cheap, especially their studs like in the 
Nikola Jokic, right? $8,200. And he's another one. This is the cheapest price tag that we've seen on both DeMontis Sabonis and Malcolm Brogdon in, I would say, the past maybe month. Now, Sabonis, when he's in the 9K range, hasn't really been getting you there. I mean, he's gotten you there like twice in the last five games, so it's not terrible for the price range of 9K+. plus. But now he's at $8,700. So he doesn't have to go out there and score 50 points to win you a GBP. Now he has to just be scoring 45 points, and 50 is definitely going to be in line to win you a GBP at 8700 So Sabonis is very appealing for me, right? Obviously, these are guys who are the top two players in this team, the top two minutes players. Sabonis in 736 minutes so far this year, averaging a 1.22 fantasy point per minute production. And now you just have to see the minutes come there. Like if Sabonis is just going to be getting you 32 minutes in a blowout, or he's not going to be playing his full on minutes, uh, Miles Turner playing a little bit better next to him, taking away from his point per minute production. But if he's going to be playing the 37, 38, and 37 minutes that he's played in his last three games, yes, I feel pretty comfortable about him getting me to a spot where $8,700 doesn't harm me. So Sabonis looks very good. And Sabonis is power forward eligible, both on Superdraft and DraftKings. So yeah, it looks like a fantastic option. He has a 1.2x multiplier on Superdraft. Looks decent. Nothing fantastic, but looks decent there. I will say that. But $8,700 with power forward eligibility, and you have these cheap players like a Draymond and a Kevon Looney that we've already talked about, and potentially more guys that we're about to talk about, especially from Memphis. When you have these cheap players, yeah, fitting in as many centers into your lineup as you possibly can. I know he plays power forward next to Turner, but he's basically a center for half the game as well. That's very appealing for me. Brogdon, who leads this team in minutes, he's also priced down. This is the cheapest that we see Brogdon, a guy who's been like $8,500 for the past two to three weeks. Cheapest that we've seen him in a while, and there's really no reason why. These have been his minutes the last couple of games, 38, 36, 37, 37, 38, 37, 38, right? So you can project him for 37 minutes and feel pretty comfortable about that. He's basically scoring you 40 at the minimum, 40 fantasy points over these last like four or five games with the upside of 45, 60 burger in there as well. So $7,900 Brogdon, these guys aren't dirt cheap. I would prefer right now, early on in the day, Brogdon to Sabonis just because you get that extra 800 to spend up somewhere else. But these guys are looking very appealing for players that are price points are coming down for really no real reason. Their minutes are staying the same. Their production is basically staying the same. There's been like a blowout here and there mixed into their games. So it's very similar to Vooch that we're going to talk about in a second. I'm very concerned or really, I would just say confused as to why these price points are all dropping. If anybody else knows out there, please let me know. But I'm not too sure why the price points are dropping on all of these fellas. Next up, we go to Memphis where Joe Val and Grayson Allen are going to be some pretty big news today to watch. I, I assume they lean doubtful. They missed yesterday for health reasons, but we can't get too lost here. We can't get lost in the sauce, if you will. That game blew out in a major way. So no, I'm not going to have interest in Tyus Jones who popped up. Xavier Tillman was going to play some decent minutes. They actually took him out in the ball run. So that's encouraging. That means that Xavier Tillman, they value and that he's probably going to play when the game's not blowing out those closing minutes. But they took Xavier Tillman out, who still played minutes, but now he's priced up to the five carries. Tillman is still in play. So don't worry, but I'm not going to project him for 28 minutes. If I give Tillman 26 minutes or so at 5,100. He's just going to look like a guy out there, right? He only got 22 minutes yesterday until he checked out early in the fourth quarter out of John Moran. So it's interesting to pick this team apart. So Melton at $4,500, I like if there's no Grayson Allen. Otherwise, Melton, instead of playing these 25 minute games for you, maybe he gets up to 26 minutes. Well, now you're going to be seeing him play like 20, 22 minutes, and that's just not going to be there with his new increased price point of $4,500. But if I can give Melton pretty comfortably 22, and I'm probably giving give him, I gave him yesterday 24 minutes. We'll give him 24 minutes today. And I actually think he was going to play right around that. He played 13 minutes in the first half, and then he closed out the game in blowout run. He probably would have only played instead of 26 and a half minutes in that game, right around 24. So I feel comfortable giving him 24, even with the price point coming up. All these guys look very similar if you want to just look at Memphis, right? All of these guys' fantasy point per minute productions. You can look at, let's just do it right now. DeAnthony Melton, averaging a fantasy point per minute. Tillman, averaging 0.99 fantasy points per minute, right? I mean, you could even look at Tyus Jones, who is only going to be playing direct backup minutes to John Morant. Got more run yesterday in 40 points because of the blowout, but he's even averaging 0.95 fantasy points per minute. They have a lot of high-producing fantasy guards on this team, not to mention John Morant, not to mention Dylan Brooks, and to an extent, he's more of a wing player slash power forward, but Kyle Anderson, a lot of high-producing players on this team, so really anybody can get there. It's just kind of throw your hands up in the air and shrug. Now a tougher matchup against Indy. I don't expect this one to blow out in the favor of them, right, for them to be blowing out Indy in this game, but Melton would be the one piece that I feel a little bit secure about with Tillman's price point coming up. I think that if Tilton played 26 minutes in this game, you could easily see Melton playing 24 if there's no Grayson Allen, and the price difference is 
6,600 has me leaning to Melton. Now, Brandon Clark is very encouraging. Brandon Clark yesterday only playing 22 minutes, and he still ends up going out there and dropping over 30 fantasy points. So this is the stuff that's under the covers, right? This is the stuff that you have to look at a little bit deeper to see, okay, is this guy a good play? Well, he was $6,200 yesterday. The price point doesn't change. And in 22 minutes, he scored 34.5 fantasy points. So he averaged like 1.5 fantasy points per minute yesterday. Yes, that's very good. That's very good to see. Averaging 1.5 over 1.5 fantasy points per minute. This is the Brandon Clark that we've been waiting for. He's been averaging like one fantasy point per minute, maybe so far this year in some games. Now he popped off yesterday in a major way. Now we don't want to take too much from that, but when the price point doesn't change because, oh, he only got you there at the price tag. No, if this game doesn't blow out, uh, there's a real chance Brandon Clark scoring 50 fantasy points yesterday, right? Like a really real chance that he's scoring 50 fantasy points at at the very least, especially if he hits a double-double. He was four rebounds away. He had 18 points and six rebounds on seven of 10 shooting, 0 of 1 from three-point land. At the very least, if he scores 40 for you, yes, his price point is going to come up to probably 65, 6,600. So we're getting a built-in discount because of the blowout, and we got to actually see Brandon Clark step forward in a major way, and that was big for me. So assuming that there's no Joe Val, assuming that there's no Grayson Allen, I like Brandon Clark. I like the Anthony Melton. And then sure, if you want to play a Tillman, you can go to a Tillman. If you want to play a Kyle Anderson or a Brooks, all these guys are going to look pretty good today because the increased in minutes and increase in per minute production and usage with some guys off the court. So now let's get into Orlando. Orlando is not going to be on the super draft slate today, but they have the most mispriced player on the entire slate in Nikola Vucevic. Like, like the prices on Brogdon and Sabonis are pretty bad, like $500 off, whereas Vooch is at least $800 off. At $8,200, his price point is sliding. There was like two games in there where people were like, are you concerned about Vooch's minutes? And then I said, no, we can't just look at what he ended up playing the overall minutes, right? That's not good. That's not how you win in fantasy sports. That's not how you win in DFS, at least, right? You can't just get away with looking at, oh, his price... His minutes came out of 33 and 29. Are you concerned about that? You have to look at the game flows. When two games ago, he only played 33 minutes. I say only 33 minutes as if that's a small number. It's because they ended up losing by 14. He missed two minutes at the end of the game. He was going to play 35. When he plays 29 minutes, they end up losing by 26. He doesn't get to play his final stint in the fourth quarter, which would have given him 35 minutes. And his price point dropped from $9,200 to $8,700. But then he goes out there and plays his normal minutes, 35. He goes out there and has a very good performance, 45 and a half. And now the price point drops another $500. So now Vooch, for a guy who is a bad game out of Vooch, is basically 40 fantasy points is now priced for his floor. He is priced for his floor, basically, at this point. To me, as of right now, Vooch, even with guys like Kevon Looney and Draymond Green cheap and going to be seeing some nice usage, Vooch is the best play in the slate. If you're starting a lineup somewhere today, whether it's cash, whether it's GPPs, he's going to be highly owned. But whether it's cash or GPPs, I don't care. He's the best play in the slate for me. Vooch at 8,200. It is going to be a somewhat difficult of a matchup against Toronto. Aaron Baines banging around, playing bigger minutes as of late. But it's not something that's going to be keeping me or deterring me from Vooch. He's fantastic today. The other guy from Orlando would be Ken Birch because Ken Birch has actually been playing decent, right? Ken Birch has been playing decent so far this season, and now there's no Aaron Gordon. So instead of Ken Birch, you hoping that he gets you to let's just say 22 minutes of play somewhere around there he's averaging 22 and a half so far this year you can probably see a little bit more minutes he's played the third most minutes without Aaron Gordon on the court which is a nice indicator to say that okay he's probably going to see the biggest boost minutes wise from no Aaron Gordon just out of the guys who already have some stable minutes and he's a good producer 0.87 fantasy points per minute per game averaging a 17% rebounding rate this year on 14% overall usage so if he now goes from playing 22 minutes to 26 to 28 minutes yes it's going to be pretty big because the price point hasn't bumped up that much it hasn't taken into account Aaron Gordon out yet there's a good chance that Ken Burch should probably be a $4,800 player today, maybe 5K flat. Portland, there's not too much to break down from Portland. Like Portland, yes, Ennis Cantor's price drops because of a blowout. They got absolutely blown out. He missed out on probably like seven minutes in that game, and he still produced nicely. So you're getting a built-in three or $400 discount on Ennis Cantor, who continues to average 1.25 fantasy points per minute for this team, who continues to play big minutes in the upper 30s if the game stays close. Now matchup against Washington, where there's really nobody out there. Mo Wagner's getting some more minutes. Robin Lopez isn't a threat to anybody right now. So yes, I think Ennis Cantor is a solid center play. If you're not punting all the way down, he's probably a pretty strong option for 
for you at $6,900, right? Slap that in the middle. Still on Super Draft at 1.85x multiplier. Looks good. But Sally burnt me yesterday. He didn't burn you. He played good in his 25 minutes. He scored about a fantasy point per minute. The problem was he missed out because of a blowout on at least six minutes, probably closer to eight to nine minutes. And then if you're just trying to look at other options, Damian Lillard is like the only payup option today, right? You have all these Brooklyn guys are back. It's been two games now. We've had Durant miss a game. We've had Harden miss a game. So people might forget that these guys all together are really cutting into each other. So assuming that one of them in a Kyrie doesn't miss, assuming that one of them doesn't rest today, which has kind of been like the standard status quo as of late, then you don't really have that many payup options today, right? You have those guys. You have Beal, who's at $9,900. I prefer his teammate. We'll get to that in a second. You have the guys from the Clippers who will be nice pivot options because they rarely get owned. But now you're already in the bottom of the 9K range. So Lillard at $10,700. If I'm paying up for somebody, let's just say above $9,500 today, it's going to be Damian Lillard just by default. Damian Lillard, again, was playing fantastic. He averaged like 1.5 fantasy points a minute yesterday, was going off, and then the game blew out. So he just doesn't get his final, really, honestly, probably 10 to 15 minutes of run. We can attack Toronto now. And what you're seeing out of Toronto is Chris Boucher is just playing less minutes. And yes, that's is Chris Boucher for the people that don't like when I say Chris Bouchard. But Chris Boucher, the Frenchman, is playing smaller minutes now. And you're seeing Aaron Baines' price point come up because of the consistency in the minutes. 23, 23, 29 minutes. He's now had 28, 20, and 30 fantasy points in his last three games. That's appealing. Tough matchup against Vooch now. But if I can start to project Aaron Baines for 24 minutes of play at $4,300, it's going to be looking good. He's going to be right in there, right? You have some value centers on this slate. So it's tough to want to pay all the way up when you can put value centers like Kavon Looney in your lineup, when you can put some value power forward slash center options like Ken Birch and Draymond and Aaron Baines into your lineup today. And then for the rest of it, I like all the Toronto guys. They're all in their price. Fred Van Vliet's not on the screen, but Kyle Lowry and Siakam are, and I like them all. I like Kyle Lowry the most, just like I did last time. And he went off at 7K for like 43 fantasy points. That's all that we needed out of him or 47 fantasy points. You had a really good game last time out of Siakam, who's not playing a ton of center minutes these days because Bain's minutes are coming up a lot more. So that's a concern in terms of his consistency, but he's still fine at $7,700. With no OG and Anobi on the court so far this season, you're getting Siakam to average 1.06 fantasy points per minute. You're getting Lowry to average 1.1 fantasy points per minute at a 21% usage rate. I like them both. I like them all, whichever one fits into your lineup. I prefer the most right now from Toronto out of these payup options, Kyle Lowry yet again, because he's just the cheapest at this point and he's continuing to play 37 minutes a game and average 1.1 fantasy points per minute. But none of them are priorities. They're all just, okay, whichever guy's going to fall into my lineup next. We can get to Utah now, Washington to close out the slate. My favorite play on the slate is going to be Nikola Vucevic, but after that, it's probably going to be Russell Westbrook. And we might be, people might be saying, ah, you're going to be a game too late here. No, you're not. His price point went up $100. He obviously went off. You got to face the former teammate in KD where there's still some probably bad blood there, or at least by all reports, media wise, there's some bad blood there. So when you got Russell Westbrook going up in that standard, when you got Russell Westbrook in that position, yeah, he's going to go off for these massive triple double potential type games. Westbrook on the season has basically been the same player when he's out there as, as Bradley Beal. Beal averaging 1.45 fantasy points a minute this year, Westbrook 1.41. But you have to keep in mind that Beal had like five games without Westbrook. So that's obviously going to be a big difference in terms of Beal's a little bit inflated still. And that's why his price point's still inflated. Now, Beal got you about 50 fantasy points in that last game. So Beal's still in line to get you 45 to 50 points, but his ceiling is just so much more capped. So this is a great example of it. When you put Russell Westbrook on the court this year, he averages 1.41 fantasy points per minute. When Beal plays alongside of him, he drops to 1.25. So Westbrook's actually the more dominant player in this team, and he's a lot cheaper than Beal on the slate, and his price point only came up $100 since the last time. So starting your cash build, starting any builds today with Russell Westbrook and Vooch is just looking for a fantastic way to play today. Uh, barring no foul trouble or blowouts, that's just a great way to play. And this matchup against Portland is, is fantastic. No CJ McCollum out there. You're going to have Russell Westbrook going up against guys like uh, for 15 minutes or 16 minutes a day, Anthony Simons. It's going to be lovely for Westbrook. Add another guy to the value centers today, right? Value centers are everywhere. He's probably not the greatest because the minutes aren't as stable, but Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner's minutes have come up a couple of games in a row now, right? He came back from the health and the COVID stuff being out for quite a long time. Now we saw Mo Wagner play 20 minutes in that last game. Is he going to end up starting any of these games? Well, I hope so, but he came back and he only played 10 minutes the first game back. They said he was limited. That last game, he plays 21 minutes. He shoots seven of eight. So obviously 88% is going to get you there more times than not, but he has five rebounds, two steals, two assists, and he scores over 30 DraftKings points at just 3,200. Now, 
the price points up to 3800 Add him to the list of Kavan Ludi. Add him to the list of Aaron Baines as these value centers today that you're probably going to end up playing one, right? If you want to play two, it's going to kind of limit you from playing a Vooch or maybe an Ennis Cantor and those types of guys with big ceilings. But the way that the slate is setting up is play one of the value centers, play Vooch, play Westbrook, fill out the rest. That's how it's setting up right now. Utah guys just look okay, right? You have low price points, lowest we've seen. Same narrative on Donovan Mitchell. I really haven't seen him at this $7,600 price point, I think two or three weeks now for him. So he's just fine. He's not a priority. When you're comparing him to some of these Toronto guys, I would choose Donovan Mitchell over all those Toronto guys in terms of Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet from the guard positions. When you're comparing him to Malcolm Brogdon, I think I would choose Malcolm Brogdon for $300 more. And then you have... Rudy Gobert at $7,200. Gobert is going to be who he continues to be. Just a guy who's going to average like 1.2 fantasy points per minute and probably get you 40 fantasy points. So comparing Rudy Gobert to Ennis Cantor today, I believe I'm going to be going with Rudy Gobert there. The matchup against Detroit is just too easy, right? It's going to be Jeremy Grant and Mason Plumlee going to be trying to stop him out there. That's not really scaring anybody. You have like five minutes of Sekou Demboya and Isaiah Stewart and all these guys out there. So yes, that's where I'm at right now. The priorities on the slate for me are Russell Westbrook, one of the value centers, which everyone starts to fit. Baines is probably the one with the most secure minutes, but Wagner's appealing coming up. Kevon Looney appealing to see what happens now, how many minutes he plays without anybody really there at the center position for Washington will be appealing and, and assuming that he starts out there. And then so the, the priorities right now, are Russell Westbrook and Vooch, I assume that they'll pick up ownership, but that's okay. I'll get different elsewhere on this slate. So thank you for tuning into the video. I know it's a six game slate and uh, it's probably my favorite size slate. Six, eight games are my slates that I like a lot. So I appreciate that. Let me know any feedback that you have for my content, whether you're listening on the podcast or YouTube, you can reach out to me at Salvage DFS. My DMs are open on Twitter, or you can just reach out in the comment section below. Thank you so much for tuning in. Like, subscribe before you go. We do have Patreon projections, all that type of stuff. You can find Find it linked down below patreon.com backslash sal underscore vetri underscore we have tools projections for the pga for the super bowl for the, obviously the nba you're watching this for mma bunch of rankings ownership for certain sports you're going to be having projections tools analysis write-ups check all of it out linked down below again patreon.com backslash sal underscore vetri underscore you can support the sponsor of the show super draft that continues to have these big prize pools that don't fill again stop waiting stop waiting when you wait too much and it becomes mainstream super draft there's going to be some bigger companies hyping up super draft because their prize pools are getting bigger they're starting to get on the map and their contests aren't filling. So people aren't going to just turn a blind eye to that. Professionals are going to start hopping in even more, right? Because in two or three months from now, really like a month from now, once all these other sports or the NFL is officially done, it could be like two or three weeks, and all Superdraft's contests start filling all the way up to the match. You're going to be saying, hey, Sal, I watched a video from yours from the past, and you said that Superdraft doesn't fill. You're, you're a liar. No, no, no. They're currently not filling. They will start filling soon. This isn't just something that this site is just going to offer continuously 15 to 20% empty contests, right? So get in now before it's too late because it's currently not too late. My name's Sal. You get a free money bonus. There's a link in the description. S A L. Let's know you came for me free money bonus up to five hundred dollars in a slow drip format thank you everybody i'll see you on the 4 p.m live stream later today a golf video will be out today as well you all rock and enjoy the rest of your Tuesday.